Hi there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Do you ever just have the whole thought process of how weird human beings are as animals? Absolutely. When I think about how we have a structured settlement, uh-huh. like, that, like, rules, it freaks me out. Like, I was thinking our society and the way, like, capitalism versus socialism or anything else, the way it's set up would be the equivalent if we came to a beehive. And you find that some of the bees have chosen specifically that their entire life's purpose is going to be finding lilacs. And they will only go find lilacs and come back to the hive and be like, this is where lilacs are. And then there are other bees that will pay those bees to go find the lilacs so that then they can go use the pollen from the lilacs to make a very specific kind of drink for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's the equivalent of coffee. <laughs> Because there are people that grow and find coffee beans specifically, but those aren't always the people that make the coffee. There are other people who pay the coffee bean people so that they can have specifically just coffee beans to make coffee. And then there's bees that want specifically drinks made from lilacs. And that's us. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Cream and Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) What are we? (laughs) And on a similar topic, we're talking about Starbucks today. fun talking with tim about everything that he's learned about working at starbucks can we talk about the establishment (laughs) i have a lot to talk about about the establishment (laughs) oh boy like um i accidentally created seven pages of notes for this delicious (laughs) i'm so sorry but this was so much more information than i ever could have expected so we're going to learn everything today. Yes. Uh, so before we start talking about the establishment, let me get frustrated for a second. Okay. Because um, when I went to go get my Starbucks coffee mm-hmm. for the previous episode, which was today, because we're recording three episodes today, because we're just going hard on this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was running late already because I procrastinated in the morning. And I got my coffee. That was really great talking to all the team. And I was really excited. I was in a good mood. I was jamming to 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton coming back home. Uh, And there's one road on the way home that you know of that is two lane. Mm -hmm. And it has a solid line in the middle. So there's no passing. And it's it's pretty straight. And the speed limit's about 35 just because there's a lot of deer. And it's right by a school. And that all makes sense. And I got stuck behind this guy on a trike who... Are we, are we talking about like little pedals? No, no, like motorcycle, but with two wheels on the back instead of two wheels total. So three oh, okay. wheels total, <laughs> two of them on the back. Yeah. Big boy uh, trike. <laughs> <laughs> big boy trike. Um, one, he wasn't wearing a helmet, which granted, trikes, I guess, are harder to knock over. But still, you're on a road surrounded by metal vehicles, no helmet. Whatever. Make your choices. Um <laughs> And the sun shining in there. <laughs> and it's it's really nice out. So I was like, oh, he's just enjoying a ride at precisely the speed limit, which is fine, I guess. And I won't pass him because I'm not supposed to here, and I'll just wait. So we get to the end of the road, turn right onto the next road, which is four lanes, so I can pass him. And it's like the home stretch back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. So we turn. He's still in front of me. I get in the left lane to go around him because he's going speed limit. And I'm like, that's whatever. You do you. You're relaxing today. But I'm late already and people are waiting on me and I'm going to get back. So I get over. Speed limit's still 35. I speed up to 40. And then he speeds up to 40. And then I speed up to 45. And then he speeds up to 45. And by the time I was like starting to creep up, I got to like 49, 50 miles per hour. He's still right next to me. 
and it's only like maybe three quarters of a mile from where I turned to where I need to turn next. So I may or may not have been shouting at the top of my lungs at this guy on the trike. He couldn't hear me. He didn't even react. Or he heard me and ignored me. But like, why? Why, sir? Why are you going to go only the speed limit and then wait till you... I'm very clearly trying to pass you. I've given you your space. I didn't even ride your bumper. And then you're going to still ride next to me and block me. Like, What's the point of that? I don't know. Maybe he's having a midlife crisis. Maybe. And he just needs control. Um, if you're know. one of those people and you would like to give me a valid explanation, please email us at webrewgood.podbean.com <laughs> and I would love to have an intellectual argument with you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> what if he's listening? That would be great. Like, That'd be pl- great. Please just give me an explanation. Like, I've, I'll move past the moment and it'll be fine, but... <sighs> I'm sorry that happened to you. I... I can understand the anxiety of already being late. And then there's this one guy that's just making you be late. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the trike was orange, which is like the ugliest color on a car, in my opinion. That's fair. I like, it's that burnt sienna orange, oh. which I just don't like. <laughs> but I almost got my car in a, it was, they called it sunset, but it was like a burnt sienna. And I really yeah. didn't like it. Could you imagine my car, but orange? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. <laughs> It's not not super not great. A not a fan. My dad looked at it and he was like, it's not worth the, the price discount. Please, let's keep going. I was like, okay. <laughs> Just move on. Just move on. Um, But anyway, back to like a regular How You Brewing. Yeah. Uh, how You Brewing. Uh, let, let's talk about what kind of drinks have you been drinking lately? Well, lately. um, So you know how I was like obsessed with the Blueberry Cobbler one? Yeah. I am still kind of obsessed but at the moment, I've been leaning more towards flavored creamers. Mm. So I have been drinking a cinnamon bun creamer, Ooh. which is very, very tasty. It's it's sweet. Yeah. So like it's not cinnamon spice. It's like cinnamon bun. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's really, really good. Um, I've been drinking that with a regular dark roast because mm-hmm. I still really like dark roast. <laughs> And the only reason I got the cinnamon bun was because before that, I got butter cookie, which mm-hmm. you really like. Yes. However, it has been upsetting my stomach more recently because it's not mm-hmm. dairy-free. Yeah. Is, um, the, is the cinnamon one dairy-free? Yes. It is, well, it's lactose-free. Ooh. It's not a dairy-free, but it is lactose-free. So it's like yeah. lactate where they have milk, but it's just missing the lactose. Right. Or lactate. La- lactate. Lactose? Lactose. Lactate toes. Lactose. It lacks toes. Yes, because it's milk. Yes. <laughs> milk doesn't have toes. You don't know. You don't know my milk. True. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've been trying. I tried the butter cookie and then I didn't like that. And I went to go get the white chocolate raspberry one that I really like. And Walmart was all out. So I said, oh. oh, I guess I'll get cinnamon bun. At least Mike will like that. I'll try yeah. it. So I tried it and I was like, mm, I need more of this. <laughs> <laughs> more. So that's what I've been obsessed with lately. What nice. have you been drinking? Uh, I have actually made a, a fairly significant veer off from what I was drinking before. I went through a phase of... Uh, nothing but green tea and chamomile with lots and lots of honey for a while Mm -hmm. uh, when my allergies acted up because my throat got scratchy so that was 
helping a lot. Right. Uh, then I got matcha for my birthday, so I switched over to matcha for a little bit, which was really good. You did? I didn't even know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It was, I had the little brush now and everything. Or the whisk, what? really. But oh, yeah. you did tell me that you got that. I, yeah. You need to put that on the Instagram or something. For I do need it. to add it. I, I will. Okay. That's coming soon slash may already be on there by the time this episode airs. Wrote so, that down. This, this is the origin story <laughs> of, of the matcha post that you may or may not have seen already. Um, I am going to write it down in my notebook. One moment. My... my uh, Phenomenal notebook. Oh, because it's that's, dish. that's actually really cute. <laughs> Thank you. Mine my boss got it for me. Notebook and it's marbled. Ooh. Mm. My uh, my boss took me out to lunch one day after a a home show that we were doing, mm-hmm. and we went to a pho place. And he was like, "I'm probably not gonna like it, but it seems like something you would like, and I want to try it. So let's go." And then he bought me this notebook. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So any hoodle, I switched off of matcha now because I started craving caramel. Mm-hmm. So I've been using my Benjamin's Bakery chocolate tea, tea, chocolate coffee <laughs> with caramel and soy milk <laughs> in it, which is really good. And then when I'm feeling fancy, I put a uh, coconut whipped cream on top and drizzle the caramel on that, too. Mm. That one is already on the Instagram. That one I did see. That one looks really good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a big fan of caramel, but it looks delicious. It was fantastic. Definitely satisfied the craving. So <laughs> good. <laughs> but uh, by the time this episode comes out, it's actually going to be August already. So we'll be creeping towards the fall season. I can't even begin to fathom that because right now it is hot and sticky, mm-hmm. and the thought of cool air is um, not natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're recording on June twelfth, yeah. so we're still two mo- almost two months out. Exactly. <laughs> hi cat you want to get into our quick fire question of the day yeah how do you feel about decaf yay or nay um if it's late i will definitely drink some decaf um i also have really bad anxiety so on an on a really anxious day i will actually switch to decaf if i realize early enough that like "Hmm, you know what this might actually cause a panic attack so we're gonna stay away from it (laughs) same (laughs) <laughs> when i start but I, vibrating I like it's time yes <laughs> <laughs> why is everything wiggling <laughs> what about you what do you feel about decaf i i love decaf for serving the purpose of satisfying a craving when i really want coffee at like eight thirty at night mm-hmm. and i have to go to work the next morning it's perfect for that because i can still get that nice warm creaminess and the coffee flavor that i can't get from tea but i'm not up all night like i know it's not completely decaf and i'm still putting a little bit of caffeine in my body but it's still better than full-on coffee so on what you said about the creaminess of coffee anytime that i've ever tried to switch away from coffee and go like solely to tea like i'll have like if i was to have only tea in the morning and not crave coffee later i can't replicate that texture of coffee and it's just not satisfying yeah I uh, I also realized because the tea that I've been drinking recently, I've I've gotten from a local tea shop, mm-hmm. which means it's much higher quality than the stuff I get pre-bagged at the store. Quality, <laughs> quality, huh? Quality, <laughs> <laughs> a new brand. Um, Ooh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Because it's a higher quality quality tea, it <laughs> comes across just as strong 
caffeine wise as coffee for me. So I could have one cup of some of the teas and actually get a stronger effect than I do with a cup of coffee. Hmm. So I have no reason to switch away from coffee is the moral of the story. Okay. <laughs> Just for flavor. <laughs> it no longer very has a ton of a little, blah, 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 blah. it no longer has a bunch of health benefits like less caffeination or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I think my number one time to use decaf tea, tea? no, decaf coffee is when I get a new creamer uh, flavor. So like if I'm shopping at Aldi and I see that they have butter cookie and I've never tried butter cookie, I pour it in there as soon as I get home. I'm like, dang it, I need this now. But it's at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't brew six cups right now. I need to, I need to go to bed in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So I will use decaf specifically for creamer testing that's smart i might have to try that because mm-hmm. i inevitably wait till the next day and then i realize that it upsets my tummy and then i'm at work and i'm like well oh this was a mistake <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's all good so julia can you consult your seven pages of notes to tell me about the establishment that is starbucks i can all right so we're gonna start with something basic which mm-hmm. is what is Starbucks? <laughs> what is a Starbucks? And I'm sure everyone has been to a Starbucks or at least has heard of Starbucks. I guess they're not technically everywhere. So for anyone who's never been to a Starbucks. Are um, there Starbucks it, it, in Portugal? I don't know. Maybe. In Portugal, have you been to Starbucks? Do they have them near you? Please email us at com. <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's not our Gmail. <laughs> no. I said that wrong twice. Please email uh, us at webrewgood at gmail.com. Thanks. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> Starbucks is an international coffee chain serving everything from coffee to breakfast to sandwiches to cake pops and they're more than just coffee and as much as i don't want to say it i really really like them yeah they are pretty tasty and i believe they've grown so much since i first started going to them i think a lot's changed and my opinion has changed about them because they've grown Hmm. i can say uh the only bad experience i had with starbucks was when they replaced the bakery on main street in walt disney world florida i cannot relate that's whatever we had us i had i was very sentimentally attached to the bakery because it was like 1950s bakery you walk in there's the whole display case and it was very like aesthetic and all the decorations were like 1950s mm-hmm. and then i went one year and it was a starbucks Aww. and they just served starbucks that is kind of but sad. it's okay i forgive them i've moved on <laughs> clearly <laughs> literally <laughs> uh anyway um, but before we get into what we know the Starbucks as now, would we would you like to learn some stuff about what it used to be? Yeah. Very good, because I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to take a guess on when Starbucks was formed? Uh, well, like, by name or... Because I know a lot of places don't start with the original name. That's fair, and I will get into all of that in more detail, but for the sake of it, we'll just say their first shop. Okay. Their first, they are, Starbucks' first location. Okay. Which, from my limited knowledge, is in Washington. Mm Mm-hmm. 
specifically Seattle. Yes. So not during the colonies. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that old. When did we get over there? I'm going to say around the turn of the century in 1900. It's a little bit newer than that, but it is in the 1900s. Okay. So you are right about that. Okay. I'm just picturing Oregon Trail. You win the game by setting up a Starbucks shop. <laughs> Yeah, your goal is to not die of dysentery, but also you need to start a small business. Or caffeine withdrawal. No dysentery or caffeine withdrawal. Yep, that's it. That's how you win the game. Good job. Congratulations. (laughs) Woo! Yay! So, in 1971, Starbucks starts as a small shop in Seattle's Pike Place Market. Their signature coffee blend, a medium roast, is named after its original location, Pike Place. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. And um, as Tim had mentioned before, uh, off screen, uh, he wanted to let us know that the Pike Place, um, to go to that specific location is kind of like a mecca for coffee lovers and especially like Starbucks fanatics and employees and any um, managers. It's somewhere that you just you just got to go to. Because it's the very first Starbucks location. So that's located in the Pike Place Market in Seattle. Hmm. This was not the shop as we know it today. Uh huh. So before we get to um, what we know, we're going to start with the man behind the plan. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, in 1981, previous chairman and chief executive office, Howard Schultz, walked into, the, into a Starbucks. Okay. Um, he tried the Sumatra and was hooked on it. Hmm. He then joined the Starbucks team a year later um, and went to be very successful in it. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to keep in mind that at this time, Starbucks only sold whole bean coffee and coffee appliances. So hmm. it was definitely not the shop that we know it today where you go in and order a latte. You went to get beans and accessories. Starbucks said, I want to compete with, uh, who's the big fridge maker? Is it General Electric? GE makes, um, uh, fridges. You've also got Whirlpool? Whirlpool. That's more washer dryers. Yeah. Um. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, anyways. In 1983, Howard traveled to Italy and became captivated with Italian coffee bars and the romance of the coffee experience Hmm. so italy already had that coffee experience like we had talked about in our coffee 101 Mm -hmm. so it wasn't in the united states yet he had a vision to bring the italian coffee house tradition back to the united states um a place for a conversation and a sense of community Hmm. a third place between work and home aww (laughs) he he felt very passionate about this whole experience yeah what's funny is uh um side story i have a full-time job but then i also host trivia at night and as you know i sometimes have like an hour hour and a half in between work and when trivia starts Mm -hmm. so i don't go all the way home because it's too far and i really was considering on wednesday just going and sitting in the starbucks in the meantime i I didn't remember you mentioning that i instead went to walmart and bought a change of clothes because i didn't like my work clothes for the night but (laughs) i was considering it (laughs) and i probably will in the future there you go (laughs) So he left Starbucks for a short period of time to start his own coffee shop, 
It was called Il Giornale, which literally translates to the newspaper or the journal. And as a matter of fact, it's a it is a journal there. Hmm. Um, it is one of their newspapers. Ah, okay. Um, so he started Il Giornale coffee houses and returned in August of 1987 to purchase Starbucks with the help of local investors. Cool. So I'd like to read you a quote from Howard's book titled Onward, describing his journey to opening a Starbucks as we know it today. Okay. It's a little bit of a long one, so hold on to your pants. My pants are held. (laughs) (laughs) After Milan, I flew back to the United States, excited to share what I experienced. But my bosses, the first founders of Starbucks, for whom I had tremendous respect, did not share my dream of recreating the coffee bar experience in Seattle. I was crushed, but my belief was so powerful that in April of 1986, I left Starbucks and raised money from local investors to fund my own retail coffee company. I named it Il Journal after Milan's daily newspaper. That year, Il Journal opened its first store in the lobby of Seattle's newest, highest office tower, Columbia Center. The store was 710 square feet. I had to personally guarantee the lease, even though I had no assets at the time. To keep our labor costs down, my two colleagues and I, our chief coffee buyer, Dave. Oh, wait. (laughs) Just Dave. (laughs) Dave. Our chief coffee buyer, Dave Olson, and Jennifer Ames, Caraman, sometimes worked behind the counter with the baristas. Pouring shots, steaming milk, blending beverages. I also had, I also wrote my very first memo to the employees. In it, I outlined the company's mission and the goals I expected to achieve, as well as how we should achieve them. I was confident, especially because my passion was backed by conviction. The memo's tone captioned the ambition and the enthusiasm of the young entrepreneur I was. Il Journal will strive to be the best coffee company on earth we will offer superior coffee office coffee and related products that will help our customers start to continue their day at work Hmm. we are genuinely interested in educating our customers and will not compromise our ethics or integrity in the name of profit our coffee bars will change the way people perceive the beverage and we will build into each il journal coffee bar a level of quality performance and value that will earn respect and loyalty of our customers at the end above my signature in lieu of traditional thank you or sincerely i wrote onward to this day i'm not sure if i had used the word prior to writing that memo but at that moment the word struck me it felt right to call to arms that seemed to fit the daunting yet exciting adventure of our little company was embarking on forward leaning nimble scrappy and unquenchable desire to succeed but always with heads held high it would indeed be quite a journey that's fantastic so this guy was just very passionate about what he was doing and i based on what he wrote for his first memo and what we discussed with tim's training and passion for the for the customers Mm -hmm. it's still reflected in the starbucks today yeah 
I just really like that it still follows true 40 plus years later. Yeah. I uh, I love the sentence, uh, but my bosses, the first founders of Starbucks, for whom I had tremendous respect, did not share my dream of recreating the coffee bar. So I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went back to my bosses and I, I really, I really like them, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they told me no. So I told them, watch me. I respect Howard. <laughs> I am E. Howard. Would you like to take a guess on how many Starbucks there are now worldwide? Uh, how many street corners are there worldwide? Because there's a Starbucks <laughs> on every one of them. <laughs> 525,600. 50,000. That's not a horrible guess. You've only overshot it by about 20,000. Ah, okay. Wow, there's so, really only that many Starbucks? I, I mean, only? <laughs> uh, well, internationally, yes. Okay. I want I want to make it a point that there probably aren't as many locations internationally are, as there are here in the United States. Okay. I don't also, think it's quite that condensed. Does that amount include Barnes & Nobles, Targets, Disney World, like all the ones that are in places, airports. I wonder if it does. That was not clear to me. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. However, when looking at the timeline, it says XYZ opened the first Starbucks in this airport. So, hmm. okay. It's very possible that it was. Let's rewind it one more time. Ask me the question again. <laughs> okay. Do you want to take a guess on how many Starbucks there are worldwide right now? <clears throat> two yep that's it good job <laughs> perfect so schultz expanded the starbucks from 11 stores to more than thirty thousand worldwide and made it a social hub for many americans wow yes very impressive <laughs> yeah so this man went to italy said you know what there's a better way to do this and then came back and made 11 stores to thirty thousand. <laughs> That's such a rush. Because it's only been 50 years? I believe so, from 1971. It's exactly 50 years. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that they were coming up on their 50th anniversary. Yeah. Good In job, Starbucks. August? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, this could be coming out <laughs> when they have their anniversary. Wow, that's wild, because... Uh... Walt Disney World is also having their 50 year anniversary, so mm. they were the same the same time. Great franchises start the same year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I sense a coup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. anyway. In twenty eighteen, Schultz stepped down as executive chairman and board member of the company he joined in nineteen eighty two. He is now chairman emeritus. I said that right? Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> Some other fun facts. Schultz explored a 2020 presidential bid. Ah, I would have I would have voted for him. Well, maybe. He eventually turned it down. Hmm. Um, the Schultz Family Foundation invests in training and hiring veter veterans and youths with the goal of hiring 1 million young people by 2021. I wonder oh. if they'll achieve it. Yeah. We'll check back in with them later. We are. Almost halfway through. 
Yeah. And well, a lot of people are going back to work right now. So that's true. They're going to need it. Yeah. We'll see. Because by the time this airs, um, the unemployment will be gone. When this episode airs will be the 50 year anniversary. Like for real? It's coming out August 1st. <gasps> I mean, this the month. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Whoopsies. In honor of Starbucks 50th year anniversary, <laughs> we definitely put this out for that reason. 20 minutes into the episode or however far this will be after editing. <laughs> this was definitely on purpose. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Um, how did how did it get switched over from Il Giornale to Starbucks? That is a fantastic question. Thank do you. you <laughs> <laughs> do you know uh how they have that mermaid thing as their logo? Yes. Well, do you know what Starbucks is actually named after? No. Have you read Moby Dick? No. <laughs> I've heard of it though. Okay, well that's good. When starting Starbucks, gar- Garden. <laughs> oh, we're doing good. <laughs> when starting Starbucks, Gordon Bowker enlisted the help of his friends. This was due to Bowker's other obligations and the fact that management wasn't one of his strengths when it came to business. Hmm. Bowker also valued the camaraderie that came with the creation of a small business in its early stages. Aww. The group brainstormed ideas for their coffee shop, one of them being Cargo House, until Terry Heckler sparked the change in the topic of conversation. Heckler also owned an advertising agency with Bowker, mentioned that he believed the words that started with the prefix ST were most powerful, so Stop. Start. Stay. Story. Storm. Style. Sternum. (laughs) (laughs) And Starbucks. (laughs) After the friends compiled a list of ST words, (laughs) like we just did, (laughs) Uh, someone else in the group brought up an old mining map of the Cascades and Mount Rainier. On this map, was an old mining town named Starbo. Hmm. Seeing the town of Starbo immediately made Bowker think of the first mate Starbuck in Herman Melville's classic American novel, Moby Dick. The group decided on the name and the rest was history. So while the two American classics do share a name, there's really no other further connection. That's interesting. Yeah, so that that's why it's a mermaid. It's It's inspired by something aquatic. Okay aquatic it's inspired by a seafaring novel yeah but no other relation no (laughs) that's (laughs) That's funny hey we're gonna reference this one thing and it's gonna be the the it's gonna be an inside joke no one's gonna get it (laughs) (laughs) no one's gonna know anyway here's wonderwall (laughs) catapults (laughs) mocha sauce I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's do a, a quick recap of their history. It's gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna talk about some of the things that I've already touched on with Howard Schultz, mm-hmm. along with some of the other things that are gonna be coming um, in the 
close past and the near future. Cool. All right. So in 1971, Starbucks opened its first store in Seattle's Pike Place Market. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. About in, 50 yeah. years ago. Yep. <laughs> in 1982, Howard Schultz joined Starbucks as director of retail operations and marketing. Starbucks begins providing coffee to fine restaurants and espresso bars. Hmm. In 1984, Schultz convinces the founders of Starbucks to test their coffeehouse concept in downtown Seattle, where the first Starbucks uh, register trademark, Cafe Latte, <laughs> is served. Huh. Okay. It only took him 13 years. Yep. So that's how long it takes to, to nudge a stubborn person. <laughs> Respectfully. In 1985, Schultz founds Il Journal offering brewed coffee and espresso beverages made from Starbucks coffee beans. Hmm. So it's kind of like a Barnes & Noble cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, we're our, we're our own name, but we are serving Starbucks coffee. Mm-hmm. In 1987, Il Journal acquires Starbucks assets with the backing of local investors and changes its name to Starbucks Corporation. All right. So that was 16 years later. Yeah. So 16 years after opening the first store, we get the first real Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We're going onwards. We're going places. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1987, uh, Chicago um, also opened a store, and the first store outside of the United States in Vancouver, Canada, appears. Hmm. So at this point, we have 17 total stores. And Starbucks is now international. Yes. Internationale. With 17 stores. That's pretty impressive that they're like, you know what? That 17th one, let's bring it outside the, the United States. Yeah. Canada's cold. They want coffee, right? Probably. <laughs> In 1991, Starbucks opens its first licensed airport store at Seattle's SeaTac International Airport. Cool. In 1994... Uh, Starbucks opens its first drive-through location. Hey, and that is 425 stores later. Oof, that's a lot of windows. Yes. <laughs> so, from 1971 to 1994, we now have drive-throughs, which is probably a staple in Starbucks culture. Yeah, it's literally something we mentioned when we were doing the quiz on the Mocha episode, where I said it's somewhere you can drive through and get the coffee. Yeah. In 1995, they begin serving the Frappuccino blended beverages. Mm. Wow, say that three times fast. Frappuccino blended beverages. (laughs) Frappuccino blended beverages. Frappuccino blended beverages. Frappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call a 1920s woman who's also made of coffee? (laughs) Who's also a a Frappuccino. (laughs) Blended in ice. Ew. <laughs> I meant like I was picturing you know in gymnastics when you jump into the big foam pit. Oh but ice. Quit trying to murder people. You're the one too that said that you eat <laughs> flexible people. <laughs> oh, oh I did not I did not know that. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Flappuccino. <laughs> okay. Part one, the busy bean. Part two, Flappuccino.
okay. <laughs> I'm losing it. Okay. We still have a whole episode and a half to go. I know. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> In 1998, they extend the Starbucks brand into grocery channels across the United States. They open in underserved neighborhoods through joint venture partnerships with Magic Johnson. Thanks, Magic Johnson. (laughs) Uh, They also launched Mm Starbucks.com. They established the Cup Fund Emergency Financial Assistance for fund partners. And they also opened stores in Malaysia, New Zealand, Taiwan, Thailand, and the United Kingdom. Oh, boy. We are now up to 1800 yeah, 1,886 stores. Nice. Yeah. We are booming. We're moving on up. <laughs> In 1999, the Starbucks Corporation partners with Conservation International to provide sustainable coffee growing practices. I have seen that on like every wall in every Starbucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the one on our college campus. Oh, yeah, that's another one. The one on the college campus. The whole wall for a while was just designed with, like, how they source their coffee. Yeah, I did see that, but I didn't get a lot of chances to read it. Mm. I saw sustainable and went, cool, and then ordered my coffee. hmm Yep. <laughs> <laughs> More like there's a huge line. You're just looking around, hoping it goes down soon. You're like, oh, there's something nice on the wall. Oh, pretty. Okay. <clears throat> In 2001, they introduced ethically sourced – nope. In 2001, they introduced ethical coffee sourcing guidelines developed in partnership with Conservation International. They also introduced the Starbucks card. Hey! So we're doing a little bit of good, introducing a little bit more plastic, you know, balances out. Perfect. (laughs) Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Okay, so between 1998 and 2001, so that's three years. Mm Mm-hmm. We now have 4,709 stores. Casually opens almost 1,000 stores a year. I mean, basically. Yeah. All right. So this next fact fact makes me laugh. Okay. In uh, 2003, they acquired Seattle Coffee Company, which includes Seattle's best coffee, <laughs> which I thought was its own thing. <laughs> I had no idea they were also owned by starbucks Mm, apparently um they also bought oh man we gotta call tim (laughs) hello hello little brother what's up i have another italian word for you to pronounce uh i sent it to you in text Keyword. Yep. Uh, it's gonna be torrefazione. 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 And then Fatti. Italia. Torrefazione Italia. Thank you. Do you need me to say that one more time? Nope, you're good. Alright, cool. You say it now. Torrefazione Italia. Torrefazione Italia. Italia. Torrefazione Italia. Torre Fazione Italiana. Yeah, but a little bit softer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> we did warn him earlier that that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they bought that <laughs> as well as Seattle's best and um, Seattle Coffee Company. Yeah. Anyways, they bought that. <laughs> um, in 2005, we they acquire Ethos Water. All right. Yep. And I, I want to say that I've seen that before in Starbucks stores, so I'm not super surprised. Yeah. In 2006, they launched the industry's first paper beverage cup containing post-consumer recycled fiber. Mm. We are now up to 12,440 stores. Hot beans. They're moving fast now. <laughs> In 2007, they eliminate all artificial trans fat and make 2% milk the new standard for espresso beverages. I'm not entirely sure if Barnes & Noble Cafe follows that because I think our standard was whole. Um, however, I did see when I was in the Starbucks that they were all automatically pouring 2%. Huh. I, I like to think that it's not that they made it the standard for Starbucks stores, but they made it the standard universally. So they like marched over to Italy and demanded people start using 2% milk. <laughs> hey, use 2%. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's how it went. Yep. That's what Starbucks do. Yep. In 2008, Chairman Howard Schultz returns as chief executive officer and begins transformation of the company. They acquire a coffee equipment company. That's what it's called. Okay. They acquire coffee equipment company mm. Mm. and Clover Brewing System. Okay. And they've now adopted a new mission statement to inspire and nurture the human spirit. One person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. They've also started social media. Hey, welcome hey. to the club, guys. <laughs> Uh, they've established social media pre presence, launching Starbucks' first online community, My Starbucks Idea. Um, also joining Twitter and debuting Starbucks' Facebook page. So they skipped MySpace. <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us. True. Okay. I skipped MySpace. <laughs> I was a baby. <laughs> How many stores do they have now? Well, now it was in 2008. They now have 16,680 stores. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, let's see. Gosh, I six, seven, that's in two years they've added 4,000. We're ramping up. We're getting there. We're now at 2,000 a year. <laughs> and they're only halfway to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2009, they launched Starbucks via Instant. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just an instant coffee, right? Probably. Yes. Okay. It is instant coffee. Oh, so they probably made it so they could make that TikTok coffee. Oh, yep. In Dolgana coffee was so ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they launched an instant coffee. They also opened a uh, farmer support center in Rwanda. Uh, they launched the My Starbucks Reward Loyalty Program 
and the first iPhone app with the Starbucks card mobile payment. Huh. In 2009. That's pretty cool. Wow. When when did the iPhone come out? Uh, 2007. Wow. So they moved pretty fast. That's incredibly fast. So two years after the iPhone came out, they come up, came up with an app for it. Yeah. That's incredible. With mobile pay. I don't think I could do that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to cool. jump ahead a little bit. Um, 2012, they introduced the Starbucks Blonde Roast. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was so new. I I'm not surprised, but I also like... I never know if something's new because it's new or if it's new because I only just heard of it. That's fair. Like, I just got to the age of coffee drinking around that time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they also added handcrafted refreshers at this point. Hmm. Um, they've now bought Tivana. Ah, see, I thought they just made Tivana. I figured they owned it if they were able to sell it in stores, but I never really questioned it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, uh, in 2012, they bought it. Like, I thought they went, we want to get into tea, but we're going to give it a specific name. So they created Tivana, not oh. purchased it, and then incorporated it. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I forget incorporation's a thing, and I just assume everybody's so creative and they make up everything that they're doing. Obviously. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's where I get all these facts. I just made them up. Yeah. So creative. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we are now up to 18,066. Whoop, whoop. In 2013, they strengthened their ethical sourcing efforts with coffee farming research and development in Costa Rica. Nice. And the Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz, reinforces the company's commitment to marriage equality at the company's annual meeting of shareholders. So in 2013, they were talking about marriage equality. Hmm. I like to think, okay, follow me on this train of thought. I'm picturing Howard Schultz as Kermit the Frog. And every time there's a social issue or like a economic or, you know, sustainability, anything, he just kind of goes, I like that. Let's do that. <laughs> and then goes away again. <laughs> You know, for anybody, yeah. I mean, we don't post the video, so I just popped my hand in from the side of the screen like a Muppet. Because fun fact, Muppets only walk and walk, walk on and off of screens. They do not ever pop up. Huh. Because that would suggest that they are on your hand. And we want Muppets to feel like people. I didn't know that. Yes. I, uh, I got to see Jim Henson's son talk at Dragon Con one year. All right, so this is no longer a podcast about coffee and tea. We are now a Muppet podcast. Yeah, every Muppet has a distinct walk, by the way. Really? Some of them them come in like this. Some of them just do a little trot. Yeah. They're they're like fully fledged people. Anyway. um, Anyway. (laughs) Muppets are really cool. You should do some research on Jim Henson and whatnot. There's a lot of thought. He puts just as much thought into Muppets as Howard Schultz puts into the ethics of Starbucks. Yep. Sure. Those are comparable. (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So in twenty fifteen they launched cold brew iced coffee. I also didn't realize that was so new. That one I did know was newer. They also announced the sustainable coffee challenge 
to make the world's first sustainably sourced agricultural product. I don't know what that means. I don't know either, compared to all the sustainability we've been doing up to this point. Are they saying that there is no sustainably sourced product? What counts as sustainable? Like, 100% replacement? Or... Uh, I guess. Like, you can continue to use the water as if you never used it. You can continue to use the soil as if it never was used. Hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. That's a little bit of a gray area, and I'd have to do more research to have a valid opinion on it. Yeah. I don't I don't know that 100% sustainability is ever possible. That's also a fact. There's always going to be waste. It's just a matter of how you use it. Are you counting after somebody consumes it and then goes to the bathroom and flushes the toilet and that water there and the toilet paper and the gas they use to get to the coffee? The gas you use to get the coffee beans to the Starbucks? Like, there's a lot of factors. There are a lot of factors. And that specifically, the, the gas for transport, especially coming from Costa Rica and other international bean belt locations, mm-hmm. that's extremely expensive. Are you including the economic impact on the local economies of Costa Rica and Rwanda and everywhere else? Starbucks, you have questions to answer. <laughs> hey, Howard. <laughs> I know you retired by now. However, <laughs> hey, Howard. <laughs> Mr. Schultz. Kermit the Frog is here to see you. (laughs) Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Anyway. (laughs) In 2016, they launched Starbucks Food Share, a program to donate ready-to-eat meals to food banks across the United States. Oh, that's That's cool. Yeah. In 2017, Kevin Johnson becomes Chief Executive Officer Howard Schultz transitions to executive chairman. He's around. He comes and goes. Yeah. So anyways, he was, he was chairman for a very long time. Yes. A chairman. Yes. In 2018, uh, they commit to new environmental goals, phasing out disposable plastic straws by 2020, and operating 10,000 greener stores globally by 2025. Howard Schultz retires from Starbucks and becomes chairman emeritus at, in this year as well. And he becomes a uh, Meredith. A Meredith? He just Meredith. grows orange hair. <laughs> he can now shoot a bow. Yes. <laughs> and in 2020, they announced a new sustainable ap- aspiration to become resource positive, giving more than we take from the planet. They also inter- introduced strawless lids for iced beverages in stores in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. And would you like to take guess on our final how many stores we have <laughs> uh, as of October 29, 2020? Like an exact number? Yes. I'm going to say 29,162. I'm going to remind you... At the beginning, we had said there was over 30. Oh, we said over. I thought we said about. Okay, I'm going to say 33,162. You were so close. (laughs) It is 32,660. I was like 500 stores off. 
you were really close. Darn it. I mean, to be fair, I did also have the hint of 30,000. So so where are they going next? So Starbucks plans to open a whopping 22,000 locations to bring its massive store count to 55,000 by 2030. Wow. They plan on grossing 800 stores a year. That's impressive. They were doing more of when they were growing, so I think it's totally doable. Yeah. Uh, this was per Rosalind Brewer, the COO and group president, Americas. What a perfect name for somebody in charge of Starbucks. I, I mean, I wish. Hi, my name's uh, Brewer. What do you do? I brew. <laughs> I brew good. She brew good. <laughs> Starbucks plans to accelerate its new format expansion like pickup and curbside, projecting that it'll expand drive through to nearly 45% of its U.S. portfolio by 2023 hmm. and almost 10% from fiscal uh, 2020. That's a Pre-COVID. lot of windows. Huh? So that's a lot of windows. That is a lot of windows. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-COVID, roughly 80% of sales were to go. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> and when it became COVID, was that like all of them a hundred percent and now we're coming back yeah so even though it's a sit-down coffee shop most of their sales were to go Mm -hmm. he also noted that former u.s surgeon general vivek murthy Mm -hmm. recently described the pandemic as creating a social recession uh supporting starbucks prediction that community connection experiences will be sought out after the vaccine is distributed. So they are banking on this um, vaccine to increase their sales and presence again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. they're booming. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kevin Johnson, current CEO, said, I believe Starbucks will be the top destination to facilitate, facilitate social healing through human connection. The top destination? That's a yep. little uh, audacious. Well, you know what? Starbucks is very ambitious. I believe it. Anything they say, I'll go for it. <laughs> not a therapist. We literally just had a conversation with Tim about the baristas not wanting to be your therapist. And here are the, the people in charge <laughs> saying, hey, we'll be your therapist. <laughs> hey, remember all those months spent alone on your couch? Come, talk to us. We definitely want to talk to you. Are you and your spouse considering divorce? Have you considered coming into Starbucks to talk to the 16-year-old who makes your coffee about it? <laughs> they're, they're an expert. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for your valuable insight. You know what really helps uh, with social healing and human connection and everything? What? Ethics. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Starbucks is actually... Uh, been working on their ethics. Nice. Um, it's something that's always been important to their company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starbucks coffee is verified 99% ethically sourced, which is incredible. Yeah. You know. uh, we are working with other industry leaders to make coffee the first sustainably sourced agricultural product, which is what they had said. Mm-hmm. We plan to invest in training and financing for coffee farmers and providing 100 million coffee trees by 2025 nice that's cool what kind what species please tell me Mm -hmm. um also where (laughs) that's a good point like in people's backyards 
<laughs> hey, you want to grow coffee? I got you a tree. We'll give you the coffee, but you gotta buy. You gotta buy everything else. Goes and plants coffee tree in Canada, dies immediately. <laughs> you didn't say I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> Packs everybody into Costa Rica. <laughs> Come on, guys, we got a tree to, to grow. <laughs> The inclusion, diversity, and equity section of the careers page, um, I found stories, including pride stories, uh, when which they included their pronouns within their headlines. Oh, which nice. I think is really, really cool. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as ethics. I think it's ethical. It's somebody's ethics. Yeah. It counts. Hey, ethics... Right. Ethics means a discussion of what's right and wrong, not a demand of what is right and wrong, and nothing else can be right or wrong. Well, there you go. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought it was really cool that within their headlines, they were including the the subject's pronouns, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. E- even if it was just she, her, and they are a, like, verifiably looking woman mm-hmm. like even if it's something as simple as that like obviously that's a she her it's just nice to see that they were putting her their pronouns so tim had mentioned a lot of really interesting points about um how they treat their employees uh both in and out of work mm-hmm. and i wanted to go over some of their career uh points that they had on their site yeah so part of their values um with our partners, our coffee, and our customers are at our core. We live by these values. Creating a culture of warmth and belonging where everyone is welcome. Hmm. Delivering our very best in all we do. Holding ourselves accountable for the results. Acting with courage. Challenging the status quo. And finding new ways to grow our company and each other. Being present. Connecting with transparency, dignity, and respect. We are perform- performance-driven through the lens of humanity. Hmm. So these are some of the values that they uh, require their uh, employees to live by. Nice. Live by, uh, work by. <laughs> live by. These are some of their, um, some of their motives for what they look for in a, in a future or present employee. Hmm. Uh, they stated, we are act, we actively hire individuals with disabilities and provide reasonable accommodations with assistive technologies to enable people to do their jobs. Starbucks is committed to offering reasonable accommodations for job applicants with disabilities. Nice. So that's really cool. I wonder if maybe in their headsets they have stuff that are for hearing impaired or Mm -hmm. like other disabilities. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to go and name disabilities. That feels rude. (laughs) Of just other disabilities. Or even if it's just the consideration of for different disabilities, they have it. Not so that everybody has to know, but so that the people who are, like, writing the schedule know what positions will best fit different people, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they know somebody has a certain disability that would inhibit them or hinder them or make it frustrating for them to try to do one thing, they either find a way to make that easier or they don't put them in that position. Right. So that's really nice that they're not setting their employees up for failure failure, and instead are trying to encourage them to succeed in the job they were hired for. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. They also said that our goals are focused on hiring more opportunity youth, refugees, veterans, and military spouses. Hmm. To date, we've hired over 25,000 veterans and military spouses and look to hire 5,000 more each year. Nice. 
And just like Tim had said, they offer 100% tuition coverage for undergraduate studies at Arizona State University. Nice. That's cool. And I was reading over some of the like criteria for it, and they said you apply, you get the job, and then you apply for the, the university, and your, your um, tuition will be 100% covered, and the only things that you take care of, care of are books and other materials that you would normally purchase, mm-hmm. but they, they can set you up with grants and stuff to be able to fund that as well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So usually we would make a recipe for the day, but uh, since we're recording three episodes today, three recipes in one day is probably a little bit much. So I've already had so much coffee. (laughs) And we're about to go record the July 4th episode, which will be a tea that's highly caffeinated. Oh, boy. So (laughs) uh, maybe we'll save uh, the recipe for another day and we'll just surprise them with what we were going to make. Surprise! (laughs) It is cool. I'm excited to make it. Yeah. I'm just going to save it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so do you have a, a game you want to do today? I do. Cool. So I have a game for you. Ooh, I like games. So we are going to reveal which Starbucks drink you are based on your Disney movie preferences. Ooh. Do I have to open it? We talked about Disney. Why not? Yeah. Since it's the 50-year anniversary of Walt Disney World and Starbucks. We're going to do a twofer. Yeah. I totally, absolutely planned that when picking this. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, we really think through all of our topics and all the details. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are extremely organized. We don't just go, I want to talk about this and then do it. <laughs> all right. So you do not have to open up this link. Okay, cool. I won't get spoiled like that then. So are you ready to find out which Starbucks drink you are? I am. All right. I, you can tell by my wiggle I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, for anyone who can't see, she wiggled. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Okay. All right. Choose your favorite Pixar film. And oh. you have four to choose from. <laughs> okay. Toy Story. Uh-huh. The Incredibles 2. Okay. One, two. Brave. Uh-huh. And Onward. See, I really like Toy Story because it's a classic, but I also really like Onward because D&D, and it made me mm-hmm. laugh a lot. I'm going to go with Onward. Okay. But favorite- Up is my ultimate favorite. <laughs> what is your favorite Disney princess movie? Mm-hmm. Tangled, mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid, Cinderella, or The Princess and the Frog? Um... Probably the. Mm, I'm gonna go the Little Mermaid. Okay, but it's 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 a tough choice between that and Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the Little Mermaid is like one of the ones I grew up on, and that's where I get the most like sentimental. This one might be hard for you, but I'm almost certain I know which one you're gonna choose. Okay. Okay. Your go-to live-action film. Hmm. I'm going to save the one I think you're going to want last. Okay. I already have an answer in my head, too. Okay. Mulan. Uh-huh. Avengers Infinity War. Oh. Enchanted. And Pirates of the Caribbean. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. It ha- like, like your favorite. <laughs> I have the, the dialogue to those almost memorized at this point. 
<laughs> I I love Pirates of the Caribbean so much that whenever I was younger and walking through Walmart, because every time we went to Walmart, Dad had to go to the DVD section for a while. Mm-hmm. He has since stopped buying DVDs as much, but we we've spent a good ten minutes in the DVD section every time, every week. Oh my goodness. And I would inevitably see one of the covers for Pirates of the Caribbean and spent the rest of the day daydreaming about Pirates of the Caribbean. Aww. It just made my whole day about Pirates of the Caribbean. It was so great. I just imagine little Allie walking around the store going, <laughs> yeah. and imagining you're a pirate and that you're saving young William Turner. We're on the Jack Sparrow train. We don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know where I am. Yep. Um, that's why you were like. I've romanticized it, and you're like, I'm going to be a pirate. <laughs> and I'm like, that's hot. <laughs> I also, um, whenever we went out on the boat, we would go uh, out in the inlet, and we'd go down to the jetty, and I would wait for the sound to kind of be loud enough that I could quietly sing Hoist the Colors to myself. That's awesome. The whole time. Pro- people probably heard me and just politely ignored me, but. I already knew that you were cool, but like your cool <laughs> points just went up. Who knew that being obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean made you cool? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anyway. All right. What is the best Pixar short? Lava. Hmm. Jerry's Game, which is chess. Yes. uh, Bow. And Piper. What? How am I supposed to choose between those? I don't know. Piper's my favorite. The Lava one makes me cry. Jerry's Game is nostalgic. I've never seen Bow. Bow, uh, Bow is, I think, before Inside Out. Um, I wonder how I missed that. <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't be specific about that one then. But here's my reasoning for why each one of these is great. Lava, I sing that song all the time, and it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry's Game, like you said, is nostalgic, and I actually would rewatch Bugs Life just to see Jerry's Game again. Mm-hmm. Um, which one came after that? Bow. 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 When I saw it in theaters, I was so shocked by a thing that happens i think i was with mike maybe because at one point we everybody in the theater just went because <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it came out of nowhere highly recommend you should actually you know what do you want to pause real quick and go watch it it's a short okay. <laughs> brb guys uh so that's the gist of bow uh yeah so um that was weird that's the moment that made me go oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just ate up. <laughs> panic eat your child Sure. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna go with Jerry's game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. needed, to, and it was on Incredibles two, is what it said. Okay. So, I knew it was recent. Okay. Ish. Um, what's your favorite teen Disney movie? Hmm. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, The Princess Diaries, Teen Beach Movie, or Descendants. I've actually seen none of those. Oh, well, I have a favorite, but I'm not going to uh, share it yet. I'm just... Mm, I'd probably enjoy The Princess Diaries the most. It's my favorite. I've heard it's very good. It's hilarious. I would watch Sharpay's adventure thingy, but I would just be singing Fabulous the whole time. It's good. So. I didn't watch it more than once, though. Okay. I've seen the other one several times. <laughs> okay okay hands down the best marvel movie is spider-man homecoming black panther guardians of the galaxy you expect me to choose just one 
You expect me to choose just one. Okay. Although out of those three, I do like Spider-Man Homecoming the most, but that doesn't beat all other Marvel movies for me. So Okay. That Michael Keaton reveal. <laughs> Lastly, which magical Disneyland is your dream home? Wonderland of Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Neverland of Peter Pan. Pixie Hollow from Tinkerbell. Or mm-hmm. Batu from Star Wars. Ooh. Um, probably... Mm. I don't know if I have the patience for Wonderland all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You need to be like, can, can we get serious for a second? They're like, it's tea time. <laughs> and I'm like, shut, shut up. I got things to do. Get out of my way, trike man. <laughs> it's always my unbirthday. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Let me, I'm a, I don't remember which one Bantu is. So I'm going to do a quick little Google here. It's um Ocean. I really don't know where that is. Oh, it's the one that they open in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I'm going to go with Batu from Star Wars. Okay. I could get the gist of that economy and I could fit in and continue my life, you know? Interesting. This has been updated because this is a new drink. Oh, what is it? You're unique, colorful, and march to the beat of your own drum. Your flavor can't be watered down with ice. And you always pack a tasty punch. (laughs) Violence. (laughs) You are the Kiwi Starfruit Refresher. (laughs) Oh, I like that. And I've tried it. It's a little tart, but it's not bad. Uh, That describes me pretty well. I'm a little tart. (laughs) That's not what I meant. No, I know it's not what you meant, but I'm like, it kind of fits. Okay, sure. We'll go with that. You bring up Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just like full-fledged off the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome right. i like that one yeah it was just a fun little i love disney <laughs> really yeah cool. and you got to watch bow yeah <laughs> yay yay <laughs> i don't know how i feel about it yeah oh cool all right so that's all i have for starbucks um nice based on well i guess not based on it um do we do you know what's next I, I actually have an idea of what I want to do next, and okay. it's been some. It's probably something we should have done way earlier. But I think it's time to do a T one hundred and one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited! Are... I was hoping you would soon, but I wasn't going to be like, "Hey, do a T one hundred and one." Yeah, you're going to get kind of a. Uh, well, our listeners have already gotten it, but you are going to get a kind of brief T one hundred and one when I do the Boston Tea Party episode. Okay. Um. But I'll go into like actual T101. I've actually seen a couple of videos recently from a couple of different people on YouTube that I thought were really interesting. So I'll probably be incorporating some of their stuff and, of course, including links and all that so everybody else can go watch it too. But yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do next. Yeah. What do you want to do next? Or do you want to wait? Do you want to think well, about it? We just did two of my episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I was thinking about continuing the trend and maybe thinking about Duncan. Mm. However, no, I do know where a Duncan is near me. Um, I was thinking about Duncan. I was thinking about maybe getting more specific into some of the Starbucks drinks if we really wanted to continue on the Starbucks train. I got, yeah. I got some ideas. I want to do a brainstorming session first. Okay. Oh, you know what it'd be a good time for? What? Pumpkin spice. Oh. Unless you want to hold off, because that'll be like early September. 
It's early could for wait. me. I'm not ready. Maybe we okay. could do something that's more back to school. Yeah. Um, and also Labor Day. Mm-hmm. I might do something as a final fling to summer. Okay. So we'll see what that entails. Yeah. But in the meantime, enjoy your summer. Take it slow. Yeah. Or I hope you have enjoyed your summer. That's true. Don't worry. Enjoy too the hard. next two months of summer. All right. Well, that's all I have for this episode. Um, so I'd like to thank our listeners. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about the establishment. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. All of our sources will be in the episode notes. Um, it'll be the resource, uh, research sources, the quiz. Um, yep, just that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) not there. Um, in the meantime, you can find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. That's webrewgood.podbean.com or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or you could email us at webrewgood at gmail.com. Or you could DM and follow us at on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at We Brew Good. <laughs> We're everywhere. <laughs> Come find us. It's it's not hard to miss. Yep. <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> but in the meantime, stay, stay brutal. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Okay.